sure where to go this morning. Uh, I uh, worked really hard at preparing something, and I think I'll just kind of put it aside and just share for a few minutes. Is that okay? Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The Apostle Paul writes to the church in Corinth, Now about spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you are not believers, somehow or other, you are influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Say that with me. Different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. I'm going to stop there for a minute. I think that as we've gone into this series introducing Holy Spirit, uh, one of the things, I think the reason that we started speaking about the person of the Holy Spirit was that we have to understand and realize that all of the abuses that we have seen in the church and all of the goofiness, the nuttiness, and the flakiness that has gone on uh, when, quote-unquote, the Holy Spirit has moved, uh, uh, that's not the Holy Spirit. At the very start, as we introduced the Holy Spirit, we were very clear that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. He is not a force. He is not something to be tapped into. He is not, regardless of what maybe some evangelists say, some kind of mist that we sing about him as a fire in the river of God because that speaks to some of the functions. But he is God. He has a will. He has a purpose. He has a personality. He loves you. He is desperate for you to to gain everything that Jesus has made legally uh, available on the cross. Jesus, uh, remember we broke it down that first week. We said that the Godhead works just kind of in a nutshell. God the Father wills it. Jesus made it legally possible through his death and resurrection. And the Holy Spirit brings it into our experience. So every encounter that you've ever had with the presence of God has been the Holy Spirit. And I want to say that this morning because as the Holy Spirit is looking to equip us and have us step out and take bold steps, there's always this fear that I don't want to be a goofy person. I don't want to be flaky. We've all seen it modeled, and I'm not... not, trying to be negative on anyone's ministry. But one of the problems I had, you know, I grew up in a pastor's home, in a Pentecostal, spirit-filled home and church. But whenever I would go to camps or services, it always seemed that whenever anybody started to flow in the Holy Spirit, they got goofy. And by goofy, I just simply mean they stopped being who they were when I was talking to them before the service. And they became someone else. Usually they started to speak in King James. I, didn't, I thought the Holy Spirit didn't understand modern language, you know? And, and none of that is taking away because the Holy Spirit was used powerfully. Uh, sorry, let me, that, that, that was backwards. The Holy Spirit used those people powerfully. But I think what God wants to establish in you and me is simply this, is that he wants us to learn uh, that the church, the purpose of the church, the Bible tells us, is to equip. That word equip means to give a soldier 
their, their weapons and their armor and to teach them how to utilize them. That word equip was also used of a sailor who, who would just put the sails up and catch the wind just right so that, so that he could have forward trajectory. That word equip meant to, to give a workman, uh, to, to give someone in the trades the necessary tools and training so that they could use those tools in order to complete their function. So that's the purpose of the church to equip you and to equip me to do the works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. And I think the old model of the Holy Spirit's ministry was always there's two or three people in a suit at the front who are going to do all the ministry and then we receive it. But the Holy Spirit hasn't been given to entertain us. The Holy Spirit has been given to empower us to make Jesus real, to sanctify us, all of the things that we've been talking about. I know this is a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, going back to teaching that we've had before. But the Bible tells us that uh, Apostle Paul doesn't want us to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. And I think many of us are ignorant about spiritual gifts, even though we've been around them our whole lives. So, let me just say, I really believe with all of my heart that what the Holy Spirit wants to establish in this house, in this congregation, in you and I, who are the church that gather in this house, you and I, who are the church that gather together and make up this congregation, the Holy Spirit wants to establish that we need to model in these four walls. We need to model and give you the opportunity to be equipped me the opportunity to be equipped in a safe environment to step out and start to learn to minister in the Holy Spirit. And in the same way we do it here, it will translate out beyond the walls. If, if you had the privilege of being one of the 40 to 50 people that were here Thursday night and, and uh, the Lord brought Mary all the way from Texas and she, she was ministering, but I'm going to tell you something. that The way that the Holy Spirit moved through Mary... In this church, the Holy Spirit could move through Mary when she's shopping at the mall or in a restaurant if the Holy Spirit had a word to, to encourage or speak into someone's life. The Holy Spirit, it says that the different gifts have been given by one and the same Spirit. So I think, uh, you know, I'm kind of going off my head here, but I think that I've gone around that path this morning just to say this, the same Spirit that you sensed this morning. Is the same spirit that wants to use you in the gifts. The same spirit that comforts you. The same spirit that comes alongside. Jesus says another counselor will come. And that word counselor, most of you know this means paraclete. And what a paraclete was, was the coach or the person that ran alongside in the Greek Olympics. The marathon runner and would shout encouragement and shout direction and tell them not to give up. He was almost in the race as much as the person running the marathon was. And he was a paraclete. One called alongside to direct and to encourage the Holy Spirit who has directed your life, encouraged your life, made Jesus, taken what Jesus has made available to you and brought it into your life. The same Holy Spirit that when you need comfort, you go, oh, thank you, Jesus. I felt your presence today. That same Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit that just simply wants you to take a step of faith and just start to minister. I'm so thankful that the prophetic uh, ministry and that the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we're starting to mature in it. You know, and, and I, had, I, I went over, I went over to, to Shannon this morning and said, I, I have a general rule that I won't call people out because I, I, I want people to feel safe. If they don't come forward, then I've told people that that's the safe zone. People can just kind of look and see and experience, 
But if they come up here, they're fair game, right? But if they're in their seats, then we just want them to, to experience, you know. But that word was so strong in my heart this morning that I felt I needed to break that rule. But the Holy Spirit is always encouraging. The Holy Spirit is always life-giving. There should never be anything that we do that isn't redemptive. If it's not, it's not of the Holy Spirit. And, and the Apostle Paul says uh, that no one can say that the Spirit of God, except Jesus is Lord, except by the Spirit of God. So he goes on in verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And so, to me, that speaks of the fact that it doesn't matter what your gift is. It doesn't matter what primary uh, place that you have in the body of Christ and how the Holy Spirit primarily wants to use you outside in, in everyday life. It's the same Holy Spirit. He, he's, he knows how he wants to use you. He wants, he's placed you here for a purpose. And, and your gift might not be someone else's that you primarily flow. But it's okay. The Holy Spirit's got it all. Be jealous of the gifts. Don't be jealous of someone else's gift. But it also goes on to say there's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. That tells me that what Bob does in the body of Christ, as is done for Jesus, is just as important as what I do in the body for Christ, as is done for Jesus, because he's the same Lord. And so someone like Mary may travel extensively, and, and that prophetic gift is released and brings life. Uh, that doesn't make her service any more important than the service that I'm bringing this morning or the service you bring on to your family as a mother or your service. We all just need to be faithful because it's the Spirit who, di- who, who uses us, and it's the same Lord that we're, we're working and serving. And we just need to be relaxed in that. I want you to know something that that the people that get the paper towels ready in the bathroom are just as important as the word that's brought. Because how many of you know that those little things are important before the Lord? There's greater responsibility for the one bringing the word. Absolutely. I'll stand before God with a greater responsibility and account for more. But every single person, it's the Spirit of God that's using you, and it's the same Lord that we're ministering on behalf of. And we can just rest in that. All right. Make sense? Oh, I lost my page. There we go. There are different kind of working, but the same God works them in all people. Now to each one. Say that with me. Each one. Each one. Are, are you one? I count for more than one right now, but I'm working on that. Are, are you one? Amen. To each one. So that means to you. To you. A manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there's given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. Now let me set the record straight on something. Each one of us, as believers, are called to go out, lay hands on the sick, and see them recover. Each one of us, I believe, as believers, should believe for the baptism in the Holy Spirit and receive our our heavenly language, the gift of tongues. This is talking about public ministry and ministry beyond ourselves. So let me explain it this way. I believe there's people given to the body of Christ who have the spiritual gift of giving. 
the, one of the primary ways that God uses them is to give finances and to give money. He's enabled them to do it, and he's put it in their heart to do it, and they feel that sense of, God, thank you for using me today when I could give that offering as a sacrifice. Can I, can I tell you something? That doesn't absolve the rest of us for giving of our tithes and offerings. We're all called to do that. All of us are called to do that. They just kind of set the bar higher because God has enabled them and given them the ability and called them to do that. So if you have the gift of giving, I just challenge you, man, give abundantly, give freely. All of us are called to walk out of this place today and lay hands on the sick and see them recovered. But some people have that gift of of healing working in them where they can speak faith, they can speak life, they can discern things and bring it. But all of us are called to do it, all of us. All of us are. But the spiritual gift can come in the moment for healing. But again, when Roger Sapp was here, uh, the, the most incredible testimony that I've heard so far is how Leo was healed of uh, Parkinson's disease because teenage girls prayed for him. They didn't wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit of healing to come on them. They just stepped out and they believed and God used them. But that... There is that gift of healing. And so I started to say that I'm, I'm excited that the, I think that, you know, the gifts of the Spirit are maturing. And by that I mean the gifts of the Spirit are maturing because uh, for so long, I think uh, we, we have watched the spiritual gifts set the person up instead of lifting up the person that they've been intended for. I really believe how God wants to manifest the gifts of the Spirit. Not that there's not a place for public, uh, public prophetic words in that, but what you saw this morning, what some of you experienced as you stood, where someone can come. Uh, can I tell you something? And I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. It's easier for me to give a generic word over the church about God wanting to bless you, because he does. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's a lot easier than it is for me to come up to Matt and say, Matt, I feel very specifically God has, uh, wants to speak to you. Because it can be tested now. Right? It can be tested. But we need to mature into that. Do you know why? Because there's so much life that the Holy Spirit wants to dispense. Uh, I really believe that uh, I can pastor without the baptism and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you why. Because people do it all the time. And I don't think it's wrong. I just don't think it's complete. I don't think it's enough. And again, not to keep, to keep picking on her, but this morning, I think Shannon could have come into this place. Anyone, Steve, anyone who stood this morning could have come into this place and just felt ministry and felt encouraged, right? It's good. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you for the word that goes forth. But when the Holy Spirit steps in and brings something specific for somebody, that person leaves going, my goodness, God was concerned about me. There was a hundred and something people. It can be in a bigger building, but God had something specific. He knows my name. He knows where I live. He knew who I was when I walked in, and he knows who I am when I walk out. There is something amazing about that. And the Holy Spirit is always looking, always, always looking to, to, to encourage and to bring life. I kind of joked with uh, uh, Mary and Linda and them as they were in the office. And I wasn't joking, but I was being serious. I have had in my life many prophetic words, not like every week or anything, but at different 
pivotal points in my life, God has brought people to speak into my life who don't know what's going on in our lives and our ministries. And, and they've always, the Holy Spirit has always been able to help direct us and encourage us. And that's been happening in the last six months. There has been people speaking the same thing that aren't connected over my life and the ministry that God's called me to here and the ministry that God's called me to. And they're all, lined, they're all the same. Why is that? Same spirit. And I'm just a little thicker than others. I need to hear it, you know, four times when some people would only hear it once. But uh, what, what the Holy Spirit does is he, he encourages us along the way and he always brings life. And I joked with, with them in my office this week and I said, you don't know how many times the Holy Spirit could have publicly chastised me. In fact, some of you know the story that I had someone, Mark Griffin, prophesy over me very specifically. And I stumbled on the prophecy for three months because Mark started out with, Jay, I just want you to know the Lord is just so pleased with you. He is delighted in you. As soon as he said that, I went, ah, it's not the Spirit of God. That's Mark because he's my buddy, you know. He just likes me. If he really heard from the Spirit, the Spirit would be saying, okay, buddy, you had enough time dealing with this stuff. Right? And many of you know that I stumbled over that. And so the Sunday morning at 7 a.m. when I asked God to confirm that word, God brought someone who doesn't go to this church. He brought a woman into this church who stood right about here and looked at me and said, I'm not sure why, Pastor Jay, but... And I have a relationship with her on, on a casual kind of... You know what I mean? I've seen her and know who she is a little bit. But she looked at me and goes, I don't know what's going on in your life, but at 7 a.m. this morning... When I was praying, the Spirit of the Lord told me I need to come here today just to tell you that God is pleased with your life and pleased with the direction that you're taking the church. And what, for what, you just need to rest in that. 7 a.m. this morning. If you need it confirmed after that, you really are kind of thick, right? So the Holy Spirit brings life. So I'm sitting in my office once, not here. This is when I was a youth pastor. And a sweet little girl came in. And... The Spirit of God prepared me for her coming in. There were some things going on in her life as well as the life of some of the other kids in the youth ministry. And she was just very angry. Uh, she was a pastor's daughter, not the pastor I was with. They were in between churches, but she was there. And she just starts talking to me out of disappointment, talking to me out of things that she had heard people say about her parents while they were still in the ministry. Things that just tore her family down, tore her parents down. People that just had an opinion and spoke it in meetings. And, and she was just very, just struggling, struggling with, with those things. And the Spirit of God just deposited this in my heart. He just said, get ready. Because she's just, it's it, all, all of that hurt, woundedness, bitterness, and anger is going to come out. And I'm, you know, I think I'm a pretty hip cool guy. Okay, I've heard it all before. Whatever. Okay, all right. And I said, I just feel like the Spirit of the Lord is just saying to you, tell God exactly what you feel. She said, nothing to tell God what I feel if I told God what I... She says, no, I really feel like you need to just tell God exactly what's on your heart. He's got a big chin. He can take it. Listen, he already knows it's there. He just wants you to be honest with him. Really? God wants me to be honest with him. Yep. 
this explosion of curse words and how dare you and how could you and I'm so and and I'm just sitting in my office just doing that and the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord said don't respond because it's not that I haven't heard any of that before I just this sweet wonderful little Christian girl who had just led worship with this beautiful anointing. And I, it's like I'm standing, you know, on a sailing boat in Maine somewhere, and they're about to be, I mean, the sailor mouth coming out of her. And when she was done, she just goes, so how do you think God likes that? And the uh, Spirit of the Lord spoke prophetically through me because he didn't just give me the words. He gave me the feeling, the unction behind it. And I just looked at her and I just said, he has a response for you. Yeah, I bet he does. And with great brokenness, I just said, he just wants you to know how much he loves you. She goes, oh, well, whatever. He wants you to know how much he loves you. And she just broke. And about, I think it was maybe three weeks later, her mom and dad took Jackie and I out and said, I don't know what's going on with her, but she's just a whole new person. There's a joy in her life. There's a contentment in her life. By the way, she's a pastor's wife now, serving the Lord wonderfully. And uh, if this video goes up, hopefully she'll never watch it because I'll deny that it's her. (laughs) Uh Oh, Ananias and Sapphira. No, I'm just kidding. That's what the Holy Spirit does. I like, I like, Mary, how you put it this week. You said the Holy Spirit, even when we're living on this side of the cross sometimes, in our flesh and in our attitudes or in our con- the condemnation that we want to bring or in the sin, the Holy Spirit always speaks to us on this side of the cross and is always drawing us back over to this side. That's why when I've been in services as a pastor and people like Peggy Kennedy and others have said through the microphone in front of 300 people, where's Pastor Jay? The Lord has a word. I'm repenting of everything that I think I've ever done. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus covers me. There's no accusation. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. Lord. Do you know what I realize now? I never needed to do that. Because all the Holy Spirit's ever done is call out life out of me. And when I've been afraid, the Holy Spirit doesn't look at me and say, How can you preach about people not fearing? And how can you, as a pastor, how can you be struggling with this fear in your life? You know, you preach the message that fear is the opposite of faith. How can you do that? What does the Holy Spirit do? He brings along someone who just ministers and says, you just need to know, Jay, that God will take care of you. He will take care of your family. He's your source. Calls me from this side of the cross back to this side of the cross where all things are yes and amen in Jesus Christ because of what he accomplished at Calvary. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. I love how Jimmy Swaggart said it. I know some of you are going, really? No, I really do love how Jimmy Swaggart said it. He said that the Holy Spirit only works in the boundaries that the cross has provided. So that means every time you want to step out and the Holy Spirit wants to use you, it's always going to be in the parameters of grace and truth, mercy and redemption and, and uh, uh, just love. Always. 
So I just really encourage all of you just to, and, and again, I know some of you, you know, classical Pentecostal people are going to say, when are you going to get down to the baptism of the Holy Spirit? When are you going to speak on that? We'll get there. But I don't want to rush out of who the Holy Spirit is and what he means to us and what he wants to do because he's not a commodity that fills us with power so we can go and do stuff for God. He is God in me. He's God in you. He's changing you. Do you know why, do you know why he convicts us? Because, again, he's trying to draw us back to the cross so we can be more like Jesus, so that we can not only have the ministry that Jesus had of healing the sick and speaking life and declaring the gospel and, and having the gifts of the Spirit, but so that we can have the love and the character of Jesus to carry that ministry with us. And that's why the Holy Spirit convicts us. That's why he's working on us. That's why he's sanctifying us right now, so that it's not me ministering, but it's the life of Jesus through the Holy Spirit ministering through me. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish in each and every one of you and every single one of you that has the indwelling Holy Spirit, every single one of you who's been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you qualify. He is ready. He is willing and he is able to use you. You don't need to be any more holy, any more righteous. He used me two weeks ago when I was worried about not having enough money when the economy collapses than he is today when I feel free and confident in him and he'll use me next week when I'm a little more like Jesus than I was this week. He uses us where we're at if we're willing and if we're guided by the principle of love and building others up and, and speaking life into others. And I say that because sometimes the biggest fear is, how do I know if this is from God? Okay, a couple of really quick guidelines. I'm going to give you in about a minute what we would have spent 10 minutes in the message this morning. How do we know? We're, we're going to come back to this word in a few weeks. After Father's Day, because I feel we need, it's about how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. But I just want to say this. Here's a few guidelines. Number one, it always lines up with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God is God-breathed. That word God-breathed literally means the Spirit of God breathed upon people and they wrote it down. The Word of God is as relevant today as it was when they wrote it down. It will always be, Jesus said, the Word of God. It will stand forever. It hasn't changed no matter what society tells us. The Word of God is always the Word of God. So the Holy Spirit will never contradict that. Secondly, if it's guided by love and if it's encouraging, why not step out? Can, can I just, again, not, not to embarrass, but if I had totally missed it this morning and that wasn't, and I asked Shannon if that was for her and she confirmed that. So thank you, Holy Spirit, that you loved her enough to break into this service to minister to her. Isn't he good? He will stop an entire service to minister to one person. Because you're not just a number that is here this morning in the tally. You're a child of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is running alongside you and he knows what you need today. And he'll stop everything just to minister to you. But let's say I totally missed it. And it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Was it encouraging? Was it life-giving? So what's the worst that can happen? Someone goes, well, the pastor tried. He cared enough to me to stop everything and give it his best shot. Is that really that bad? The pastor might get a little embarrassed. He might feel like, oh, boy, you know, I missed it. You know what? We got to put all that aside. The worst that can happen under those principles are it will encourage somebody. 
you know, I've had people speak things over my life that honestly, I'm like, I don't think that was the Holy Spirit. But I never told them that. Do you know why? Because they did it out of a love and a concern and a care for me. They were just wanted to be used by the Holy Spirit, and they had enough guts to step out and come and pray for the pastor. You know what? That's good enough for me. Most of the time, though, people get it. He's not here this morning, but there was a little junior high kid that came to pray for me two weeks ago when the Spirit was moving. And with this, I'm going to close. But he said to me, hey, Pastor Jay, and I know him from my son. He's been in my home in that. In fact, the pastor relationship to him is new. He just knows me as Jay, as Seth's dad. And so he says, hey, Pastor Jay, do you want prayer for anything? Because I, I could pray for you this morning. And I went, no, I'm good. The Holy Spirit actually did smack me in the back of the head. And I know my wife was like, what? <laughs> you know? And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pray for me for wisdom. I need wisdom as a pastor, and I would love for you to pray that. Right? When a kid comes and asks you for prayer, make something up, man. <laughs> right? Say, oh, my wife, I need grace, baby. <laughs> No, I said make something up. Okay, that's not even true. Right? Yeah. Right? I want, I'm going I'm to tell you just a few things about that prayer. Number one, he started to pray such a prayer of encouragement. It was incredibly life-giving. Secondly, the anointing of God started to come upon me and I started to shake and tremble because the power of God was flowing through this kid into me and I shouldn't be amazed at that, but I know the kid. And I was just so stoked that God used that little 13-year-old junior high kid and I was sitting under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and, mo- and you folks know I'm not a manifestation chaser. I started to tremble because the Holy Spirit was flowing from that kid's hands into the senior pastor of this church. 13 years old. And thirdly, when he was done, I felt like there was an impartation of just joy and of just, man, thank you that you sent that little punk to pray for me, Lord. That's awesome. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants me to close with this morning. He wants to challenge all of us over 13 years old to have the faith of a child. Because I'm going to tell you something, even if he missed it, the fact that he had the guts, which, let's be honest, many of you would still be nervous to do, to come up to the pastor and say, I think I have a word, or I think I, right? You'd be nervous. Kid didn't have any of that. He ministered life. The anointing was there. And, and I felt different than when he started to pray for me because of his ministry. But even if he gave it his best shot, Holy Spirit would say to each and every one of us, we need to have that faith of a child that just simply says, there's the pastor, and I'm going to go speak a word of life over him this morning because I got the Holy Spirit in me. We have to become like the teenagers and the children of this church in many ways in regards to spiritual things. And uh, they can learn sometimes from our wisdom in that, but we can learn from their faith. And, and, and you know what? Holy Spirit doesn't want to embarrass you. He wants to use you. Okay? And so uh, this morning, uh, that's not the direction I was going to go in, but that's the direction I feel we should. So I 
Just pray, Jesus, through the weakness of the preaching and the delivery this morning, that there would be an impartation of courage, an impartation of life, that each and every person sitting here would just say, God, use me. There are foremans and managers and supervisors and bosses that you're going to use this week at work just to step into someone's life and just say, hey, I see you're struggling. Can I just, can I just speak encouragement into you? Can I just pray with you? There are students and husbands and wives and neighbors in this room and fellow workmates, and, and you're just going to stop us. And you're just going to use us to just be, be life bringers into people today, Lord. In fact, I feel that in some of the chaotic workplaces and homes and situations and schools and circumstances that we find ourselves in this week, we are going to be the people that bring that banqueting table, that place of peace, of rest, that place of restoration in life, that place of your kingdom's manifestation into the circumstances of people's life this week. So thank you that we can be partakers of that, even in the midst of the enemies that surround us. But we can be people that bring that into the midst of other circumstances by the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. So we release that. And I just pray that the wonderful love of God the Father, the grace and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood, and the fellowship, and the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit would go with each and every person here today, we pray, in the wonderful, mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everyone who loved him said, Amen. 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 God bless you.